Dilami <coughs> Tambo Devarachi be no then a metonvar, then dripton debatendeon, lopartobar, insurtengare. De Jesu, then a deche nimbor, sheba, tonchon, megatam, kelembateon, lopartobar, imbitsurtengare. Then a tejesu, that Devarachi be nimbo gichatende. Tini Tat Chatam jele konaon chogare. Tendu, that number tamje chimbi ye shet in there. Then a metabi ranging am. Then dizig to the ten yasa on yerson yare. That it tanginche bananchi, doi nekum now yerdegasarela. But under ten chun on it, that seman namdrejikaso, shindonecha, sevo, shinetendo gare. Tikaso. Tan number tamje chimbi ye shit in the yon dijiji ranji metabi ranji in bachinji tendogare. Tati tenju tinde ya tine tsema kangi wan the share sena, tine tsundon semi wan the share yari chinji yin son yare. Tsundon tsema seju tinde nansur wan tsendu shibi ge ta yuchin tsema chinji la kogogare. Nansur wan tsendu shibi yuchin tsema dela. That's Sunton Semas and Rogare. That Dujan Namjing Mola didn't Nansur Nansur Tana Dujing or Nansur Tana didn't Nansur Tendeo Dujing or Nansur Redigare. Dujing or Nansur Tandi didn't Sanjiji number Tamji Chimbi Yeshi Tendeya didn't Dujiji Ranji in Bayon, non Dugare. Meta Biranji in Bachinjo, non Dugare. That Dizi Mola, Dizi, the Metabiraji, no, we jumped in tea. 
Tinin namba tamjichimbi shetindeyan ta nijesu tembandada metabi chotemba tindeyo yodegere ta di chunton tsema am duji nansur wangzen de shene songyaji chindi yinsu are ta di tanda tindeyo katon shisende Please listen with the motivation of Bodhicitta, thinking of all sentient beings who are in number as vast as space. The, um, so the teaching is on the um, this text by uh, Mipam Rinpoche, the, uh, the Lion's Roar, which is a presentation of the uh, crucial points of the Sugatagaba, and um, so which present uh, very clearly the, uh, um, the intent, uh, the definitive meaning of the final turning of the will of the Dharma. And it presents first the uh, um, following the uh, the presentation of Maitreya in the Uttara Tantra Shastra, the three reasons why sentient beings have the Buddha nature. And so this presentation that we've covered, and now we come to, we are in the um, in the second part, which presents a refutation of some misconception regarding this uh, Tathagatagaba or this element. And the first is refuting the view that the element is truly existent and not empty. And uh, the second is refuting the view that the element is um, just an empty void. And the third is refuting the idea that the element is impermanent and compounded. So we <coughs> came to, the, to this third point, which is a refutation that the, um, the, uh, of the idea that the, um, the element, the Tathagatagaba, uh, is impermanent and compounded. Um, this idea that the uh, Tathagatagaba is impermanent and compounded is, um, might be found in the, um, in the sutras, but it is uh, for sure clearly, very clearly presented in the shastras. And <clears throat> that is where it, um, it explains how this uh, Tathagatagaba, this uh, nature of, uh, of all phenomena, and together with its uh, appearance aspect, the kayas and wisdom, uh, are all uh, impermanent. And this uh, great dharmakaya endowed with a twofold purity, how this is uh, uh, compounded and impermanent. And so this is uh, presented, we can find in, uh, uh, so possibly in the sutras, but for sure in the shastras, such as the uh, the Pramanavatika presents very clearly uh, how this um, uh, this ultimate um, omniscience of uh, Paramodya wisdom of all the Buddhas is actually um, impermanent and compounded. And so basically um, the discussion is um, of uh, whether the... Uh, um, the Tathagatagaba, the omniscience of the Buddha, is impermanent, is compounded, has to do with the, um, with the actually, uh, the way we look at it, with the perception. And that is, in accordance, this presentation of uh, the Tathagatagaba as being impermanent, as being compounded, is in accordance with the perception of uh, ordinary uh, being. This, uh, this is from the point of view of this um, or, uh, conventional value cognition, of uh, limited uh, ordinary perception. So this, um, that is, 
meaning this is um, in accordance with the uh, the perception of ordinary beings with uh, according to their capacity to the way that uh, they perceive things and so this is in accordance with the with the subject that is looking at it um, that is looking at the uh, omniscience that is considering omniscience and so and therefore the uh, those people who are um, who are on the path this dulja uh, as being to be uh, to be tamed um, are um, it is from their point of view from their perspective that the omniscience of the Buddha appears as being compounded this is the way it appears to them it appears compounded it appears impermanent and so therefore it is because it appears to them as being compounded and impermanent that in the teachings also it is uh, presented in this way uh, presented in accordance with the way uh, the perceived things that is uh, in accordance with this uh, limited ordinary uh, perception and so this we've uh, we've discussed already yesterday ตะกรันดูเตเตเมตาบิดูเจดุเกบิเชจาคิติมาเจงาเจบาตายุจินยิเชจาคิติรินเจดุนจวาโซเนเนยอนสมาจุรบานามจินนงอรเตตะนาว
Rongi no ala Nashi Dijin Tadan Shoji Cham Mume Banatsu Noyo Teta Maduba Janoson Yaritati Melami Jimbi Kautinalani Nawaya Nashigin Nawaya That too much in Melami Chogiari Shoji Chasia Chinjo That's how the Nujongi Melam Janawaya Mambo Jimin Chogiari Tati Melam Sitting at Jikin Batsogio Tunori Segura Tunonji on the tondi, then you call Nafshi Gibarasanda, Shallon the Jung Shoji Chebarasanda Vundana, Jengagi Chebarasat in Mambo, Chinji Manam Jacobsu Mindugani. Yon Tanda ni send of Nekovnani that then they be Jengasianda than Shoji Chasia Chinjitan to Gimindua, Yato Gimindua. Petena Shimba Chinji Yinson Betandare. Sunton Timing Warsananda. Nyonsu manjuru bigi trubingola jengala sobe nawa nato bachinje nona ya nyonsu chur trubatamje yingsu seta dundudi teni jengase andada ngafshi tiji chebase andabo tendege teni chatende teni yaji ya mariso metandare tetar maduba jenonsone Now we continue with the, uh, <clears throat> with the explanation. Um, it says, however, from the perspective of the vision of the wisdom that arises from this complete transformation, omniscience is established as permanent. This is because the arguments used to establish its impermanence, such as that noble phenomena arise and cease in each instant, that the instances of wisdom um, uh, as the subject also arise every uh, instant and one after the other and so on those are all simply the way it appears to those who have not accomplished this omniscient um, this omniscience completely um, but what is seen to appear in this way is not established in the actual way things are where there is not a single phenomenon that arises momentarily and there is no need to mention that a sequence of time and so on derived from from it is not also established. For example, in a dream, although we perceive limitless appearances of extending variously um, through limits of space and time, in reality they are not established. So, the um, um, here again we talk uh, like yesterday about you know um, those who have uh, completely. Uh, transform the, uh, themselves and this uh, transformation this expression um, of transformation here refers to um, um, well those who haven't transformed themselves refer to people like us that is for us what appears uh, to our um, to us to our mind are the um, impure mind and mental states and um, so this uh, teaching, this explanation of how, as presented in the Pramanavavatika, how um, omniscience is impermanent, arises from um, cause and effect is compounded, uh, is from the perspective of these uh, people who haven't transformed their mind, that it is uh, people who just have uh, impure mind and mental states. And, and that, of course, to the appearances, those impure appearances. Um, 
and then but then if mind and mental states have been transformed then they are transformed into uh, primordial wisdom that is if we are able to remove this impure mind and mental state what appears what manifests is the primordial wisdom so this is uh, what is meant here by this expression of uh, you know transformed people who have uh, been completely transformed or not and so on that refers to this people who are not transformed are people who are, um, perceive things are still under the uh, influence of impure mind and mental states and to whom so all these impure appearances manifest and whereas someone who is transformed means that the um, the primordial wisdom becomes a manifest and together with its uh, appearance aspect that correspond to the kayas and wisdom so which are those appearances of the kayas of wisdom are pure appearances as opposed to the impure appearances of mind and mental states and at that level when you've uh, fully uh, transformed then and actualized the primordial wisdom then there is only a there's not the slightest impure appearance at that time so this is um, when there's not the slightest uh, impure appearance, this is the way um, uh, perception happens by means of primordial wisdom. This corresponds to the perception of primordial wisdom, and that is the uh, um, of the uh, omniscient wisdom. And this, uh, it says, um, mm, where there is um, in in the at the level of the of the way things are, of the, of the very nature of this omniscience, of this primordial wisdom, the level of its uh, nature, then it is uh, permanent. It is uh, permanent in essence. And this is uh, because there's not the slightest, you know, um, phenomena that arises momentarily, that arises due to causes and conditions, uh, and that sees uh, at some point at the level of the uh, the very nature of the, of the primordial wisdom. And so why why is that how can we uh, um establish that that is if we look at the uh, so the reasons that were given by Dhammakirti in the pramanavartika then it, it it explains in this way he says that omniscience is impermanent is compounded because the object that it uh, um that is uh, cognizing are also impermanent and compounded so the object uh, for uh, Dhammakiti says that the object of the omniscience are the uh, compounded uh, phenomena, ordinary phenomena, entities um, and non-entities which arise interdependently and those, all those entities are changing instant by instant uh, entities which arise due to causes and conditions are um, instantaneous in the sense they are impermanent and this is the way it appears to uh, ordinary uh, to ordinary beings, to um, those uh, people who follow the path, those beings to be uh, tamed, and that is um, uh, changing instant by instant. And so Dharmakirti says, since the object is impermanent, therefore the subject that uh, that cognizes them must also be uh, impermanent. And so, because the object is changing instant by instant, arises due to causes and condition, and condition, because of that, because of this reason, then the uh, the subject uh, which observes them, this cognition, the omniscience, must also be uh, in, uh, changing instant by instant, arising due to causes and conditions. So this is the way he establishes this. But 
as we just said, this is explained from the perspective of those who haven't transformed themselves. Uh, this is from uh, their point of view that this is explained. That is corresponding again to ordinary beings like ourselves who still are, you know, under the influence of mind, impure mind and mental states. And but then, if mind and mental states are transformed into primordial wisdom, then uh, the perception is different, and it is not. We see actually the nature of things as it is, and so this uh, appearance as being. Um, instantaneous, changing instant by instant, um, or this explanation that uh, um, Dhammakirti gave in the Pramanavartika, that is that the, uh, because the object is changing instant by instant, is instantaneous, therefore the, uh, the subject also must change instant by instant, is from the perspective of uh, ordinary uh, beings uh, who, have, uh, who are under the influence of impure uh, mind and mental states, who haven't transformed mind and mental states into primordial wisdom. And so, this is uh, because they perceive this way that uh, this teaching has been given, and based on the way things appear to them. Uh, but this is not, um, even though so, it is, uh, it appears in this way to uh, ordinary beings, this is now the way it is at the level of the very nature, at the level of the very nature of omniscience, it is not like that. So it appears to sentient beings with impure mind and mental states in this way, as being, you know, changing instant by instant, instantaneous compounded. But actually at the level of na nature, it is not like that. And to explain, the, um, if we consider the aspect of the, of, uh, the way things are, of the nature, the nitsul, then, as you know, there are those two aspects, the aspect of basic space and the aspect of uh, clear light. Now... That is, if we just, you know, again, uh, as that is at the level of just conceptual distinctions. And if we consider the first aspect, the aspect of uh, basic space. So a basic space is beyond uh, any arising and, and ceasing. And so there is uh, not the slightest um, aspect of arising and ceasing at the level of the basic space, within the basic space of phenomena. It is beyond all um, arising and ceasing. And and if we turn to the uh, to the other aspect, the um, the aspect of uh, clear light, uh, as well, we, we cor which correspond to the um, appearance of kayas and wisdom. Well, those qualities of the kayas and wisdom are primordially and naturally, spontaneously present within the basic space of phenomena, and so it never separated from this basic space of phenomena, and so therefore this. Um, appearance aspect cannot be compounded um, has to be uncompounded it cannot you know arise due to uh, causes and conditions because that contradicts the fact that they are spontaneously present you can't have something that is at the same time spontaneously present and then arises anew at some point due to causes and conditions um, so because all those phenom all those qualities of the kayas and wisdom are primordially there, primordially present. Therefore, they do not arise due to causes and conditions. They are just spontaneously present. And so, the, even this aspect of <coughs> uh, of clear light of the uh, of the nature of thing is not also uh, an aspect that arises due to causes and conditions. It is not um, instantaneous, changing instant by instant. It is not uh, impermanent. <coughs> And so, therefore, uh, we see that, again, this nature had two, uh, has two aspects, the aspect of basic space and the aspect of clear light, and none of these two aspects 
are uh, arise due to uh, are instantaneous, arise due to uh, causal conditions and cease at some point. And so, <coughs> so therefore, we can't establish uh, the uh, uh, that the uh, omniscience uh, is uh, impermanent. So that is at the level of uh, its very nature, at the level of the way things are, the very nature then we see that the <coughs> omniscience um, can't be the, the nature of phenomena, uh, the Dharma to, Dharma Datu, is, uh, is not uh, compounded. It has to be uncompounded. Um, and that is from the perspective of uh, the primordial wisdom of those who've transformed their uh, mind and mental states into uh, primordial wisdom. And that is the perception, the uh, or the, that is the way uh, things are, the very nature of phenomena. And so, where there is, um, it is not so arising due to causes and condition, it is not changing instant by instant, and where subject and object are in, indivisible, they are not different. And so, this is the way the nature is, um, is established. And so, um, um, so that's why in, in the text here it says uh, what is seen to appear in this way. So that is for the uh, uh, for the perception in the perception of those who haven't uh, transformed themselves, ordinary beings, is not established um, in the actual way things are. And so, this is. Um, um, this is what we just uh, we just explained that in terms of uh, the object. Um, so the reason that was given is that the object are um, uh, by uh, Dharma Kirti because the object are changing instant by instant. So also the subject must be changing by instant. But then the object that appears to the uh, um, to the uh, primordial wisdom are not objects that are changing by instant by instant. And so, in terms of the very nature of uh, the uh, of phenomena um, that has those two aspects of, uh, of basic space and primordial wisdom, then what we saw is that there is uh, the basic space is not something that arises uh, due to causes and conditions and then ceases at some point. And in the same way, the aspect of clear light is not also arising due to causes and conditions and ceases at another point. And so this is, this is the perception of uh, those who have uh, transformed themselves, that realize the nature as it is. And so this is, mm, so this is what, when it says it is not established in the actual way things are, uh, refers to uh, in the text. And so, that is when we look at uh, when we look at it again. If we look at this omniscience from the perspective of the actual its actual nature, the way things are, then uh, it is not uh, instant in it. it. Doesn't change instant by instant, but is uh, permanent. And it is. Um, it says there is no need to mention that a sequence of time and so on derived from it is not uh, established. Also, that is, you know, um, that there is not the the sequence where you know something arises. 
that you know remains for some time and then ceases to exist. This is you know really uh, at the level of the of the very nature of things, uh, omniscience itself. Then this is not established in the in the slightest. So the uh, um, there is uh, an example that is uh, that is given to illustrate that to illustrate the fact that this omniscient primordial wisdom is uh, uncompounded, uh, permanent, doesn't change instant by instant. This is uh, so the primordial wisdom that knows the nature of thing exactly as it is is not impermanent, but is permanent and um, and uh, uncompounded. And so again, so the example to illustrate that is uh, given in the text of a, a dream. That uh, in a dream, so although we perceive limitless appearances um, um, extending variously through limits of space and time, so that is, you know, when when we dream um, as ordinary beings, then we have all those uh, deluded appearances, and in accordance with all those uh, different uh, deluded appearances that we normally have, then when we dream, also we dream of uh, many different places, you know like places in the th south, in the east, and so on, uh, all sort of uh, uh, distinctions of, you know, of space, you know, that uh, that manifest in the dream. There's also uh, temporal distinctions that we make, you know, those things that happened before, things that happened uh, after, and so on. All those are manifest in the dream. But when we wake up, all those places we dreamed of, all these uh, kind of, um, you know, different uh, time sequence, different times at which different things happened, well, all those uh, appear to be actually non-existent. They were just um, appearing to the mind. And so, this is uh, um, um, the way that we need to uh, uh, to understand this. That is, um, so, that the... Um, it says, uh, the text says, therefore, the actual Dharmata, beyond arising and ceasing, is um, at the time of the ultimate wisdom, which has arisen from complete transformation, the wisdom body that is the indivisibility of knower and known object. <laughs> あの。で。てな、チュニシェンガメビテンテジンドネヨンスチュルビイヒンタフトバナ、シェダンシジャイエメビイヒジコイヒン。あ、ネマジュルビカムナヨンセムジシサムチュニソンジュランジンジュエサ
ごだんしげちゃたんちんでびねかなかんでんんでちゅちゅたんちてんにんじゅとどぶかすいんそんどがれんたんでやんぺなだんどいねかなえにでわれしびひんぼでしえんでてにいんだわさるそんじゅうす
Konde da zangin la so bi minyamban dini sonre. Ta tanda lobur je dimare. Ta lobur je dimare si ji tende yon. Ta sem ji dupade yagundwa. Nan sem ji dupade de gare. Sem tegi tene trunong yudji cha teto la. Ta lobur je dimare sen do gare. Ta teto tamje yon ko chenga chengiranji re son jare. Tene konde da zangin la so bi Minyam bandini se tan korwa se atende ngemba nyande se atende zambor. That tini tadeg nawa tende shabandini ne manjurbi nino chen la tini lumi nyeme do no yonson jare. That zonzingi sem ne yonson manjurba senanda zonzing chenji senjing wala tan konde ni zambor do ngemba ki chepalandada keji keji ki chenga chen se anda wana deto tanji. ねえ、よそ、マンジュルビ、ニノンチェンセナンダ。ツントンチェミンワラ、ルメニョメドノヨンソンギャレ。だ、ツントンチェミンワラってね、ノンドギャレソンレ。シーラチェンガダ、ニ
ダリボンがらせんでじゃんがれ。だってんだぶれべてなまるわ。ちにせやで。ゆにゆでがれ。パピ So, um, so therefore, the actual dhammata beyond the rising and ceasing is so at the time of the ultimate wisdom, which has arisen from complete transformation, the wisdom body that is the indivisibility of nor a known object. And even at the time when transformation has not taken place, it is indivisible from the basic nature of the ordinary mind of the, or dhammata, which is the natural clear light. So, <clears throat> and that is because it isn't changing. So, <clears throat> just to um, um, try to understand a little bit the uh, um, this what uh, what is taught here, or the uh, if we if we reflect a little bit about it, then we we'll see that actually, so f- from the um, the perspective of um, those who have um, uh, transformed themselves when the transformation has taken place and that they have actualized the primordial wisdom, that is, so that correspond to the uh, primordial wisdom of the Buddha. So this um, uh, dhammata, beyond the rising and ceasing, is present. This is, you know, what they observe by the primordial, with the primordial wisdom. Um, but then also, at the time of, uh, for those who haven't uh, Transform themselves who haven't actualized this primordial wisdom, it is also present. There's not, uh, there's no difference. And um, this uh, dhammata nature, which is beyond um, arising and ceasing, so there are times when it is, uh, when it is manifest, and and times where it is not manifest, but it is always, uh, always present because it isn't changing. And the times when it is um, uh, manifest, when it manifests. To the uh, this is the uh, the object, the actual dhammata beyond rising and ceasing is the object, and which is perceived by the subject, which is the primordial wisdom, that is the result of this transformation. So, uh, for those who have completely transformed themselves, have actualized this primordial wisdom, they have the subject, um, the primordial wisdom, which is aware of the object, the um, dhammata, beyond arising and ceasing, but. Uh, because there is so the object, the dhammata, then there is also the subject, the the primordial wisdom. And because there's the primordial wisdom, then the object, the dhammata, is like they they always come together. You, you can't have one without the other. Uh, they're always simultaneous, and so this is the way. Um, uh, ultimately, um, the uh, the dhammata nature is uh, cognized by the uh, by the primordial wisdom, and. <clears throat> So the uh, what we call the uh, ultimate um, the, uh, the ultimate uh, dhammata of uh, primordial um, wisdom of omniscience, and so we just um, distinguish between uh, make those uh, conceptual distinction between a subject and an object, but then um, at the level of uh, 
of the Dhammata itself, there's no such uh, distinction. And so, when we um, we look at the uh, um, uh, so the Dhammata nature, it is not again, you know, just an empty, empty. But here we understand how it is actually the union, the indivisible unity of basic space and um, uh, cognizant nature or a clear light aspect. So the uh, the union of those, uh, the indivisible unity of those two aspects. So it is not just an empty, empty. You have the aspect, the conceptual, um, that we can distinguish conceptually of a basic space, which is uh, beyond arising and ceasing. And <clears throat> the, uh, uh, the object that is um, the... Um, uh, indivisible uh, from it that is the uh, the clear light aspect the appearance aspect and so this appearance aspect is also beyond arising and ceasing and so all the uh, those different uh, aspects of the uh, the nature that we can distinguish conceptually are uh, um, um, are beyond um, arising and ceasing are not arising due to causes and condition and so, therefore, the uh, the dharmata uh, nature cannot be uh, uh, considered to be something arising um, due to causes and condition, being impermanent. It is beyond arising and ceasing. <coughs> and so, this is uh, so. Um, so it is. It is not just you know beyond arising and ceasing, but actually. There is also the aspect of appearance that manifests that is indivisible uh, from it, and so this is the uh, the way that um, we understand this uh, primordial wisdom of uh, of omniscience. That is uh, that you have uh, an object that is beyond arising and, and ceasing, and the subject that is therefore also beyond arising and ceasing. Remember. So we had this, uh, it is the same. Since the object is beyond arising and ceasing, then the subject also is beyond arising and ceasing. Um, because the um, at the level of the omniscient wisdom of the Buddha, those two aspects of subject and object are indivisible. But, and they are, uh, the, um, the object uh, that is known and the subject that knows it are not two different things. They are not different at that level. Um, it is not the case at our ordinary level. As you know, we make a distinction between an object and between the subject. That is, at our ordinary, uh, ordinary level of, uh, of uh, dualistic uh, um, apprehension of things, dualistic perception. And so, but at the level of the Buddha, there is no distinction between those two, between the object uh, that are known the, and the, uh, um, the subject that knows them. Um, this is this corresponds to the what we call the wisdom kaya of the Buddha, which is so again beyond arising and ceasing. Um, so that is um, at the um, uh, at the level of the so the uh, this aspect of uh, the different aspect of uh, the Buddha nature. That uh, we discussed that is basically the uh, the ground of the uh, um, of the mind, the very uh, nature of uh, the mind. That is uh, the dhammata nature of the mind. Also, that corresponds so the the suchness, the tathagatagaba, the um, the dhammata nature of the mind, um, the um, primordial ground, and so on. All those are 
different terms that are used in order to uh, refer to this uh, indivisible unity of the uh, basic space and the, uh, and the appearances. How all those appearances that manifest are actually indivisible, can never be separated from the aspect of uh, basic space. And at the time of, uh, uh, of uh, the ground, so those um, uh, appear... Uh, but it is always appearances, all those appearances are always uh, the indivisible union of appearances and emptiness. And so, this is in the, uh, in the text, so, um, it is called the naturally uh, abiding gotra, without distinctions of before and after. And so, for those who have not transformed themselves and have dualistic perceptions, there is the incontrovertible and deniable appearance of inequality, all the changing, adventitious, and re removable defilements that arise and cease moment by moment. Samsara, nirvana, good and bad, and so on. So, here, at the level of, uh, of the ground, and the, all the appearances, the pure appearances, are um, um, always, um, there's always this indivisible union between the empty aspect and the appearance aspect. And this is uh, the very nature, the very way uh, things are. And... <clears throat> So the uh, empty aspect corresponds to the uh, to the aspect of basic space. The uh, aspect of uh, appearance corresponds to the to the clear light, cognizant nature that corresponds to the uh, all the kayas and wisdom, the spontaneous appearance of kayas and wisdom, um, and all uh, in all their aspects, all those aspects being spontaneously present, and the uh, um, for example, the in the sutras then. Uh, when explaining the um, the Sugata Garbha, um, it, it it says that uh, the basic space and clear light are in, um, indivisible. It talks about this indivisible unity of basic space and clear light, um, and it talks uh, a little bit about the uh, uh, the qualities um, of appearance, such as the pure fields, the uh, the palaces, kayas, and so on, and. Um, it does mention that it, talk, it talks also about the the qualities uh, of wisdom that are the um, uh, that are, for example, the ten strength and the four fearlessness and so on. Um, and it do, but the only thing it says is that they are spontaneously present. It doesn't detail uh, how actually they are uh, present. How do they uh, how do they abide? This is uh, this is not um, uh, explained clearly in those sutra teachings. On the other hand, the Dzogchen teaching explained that, present that very clearly, how the qualities of wisdom or of Rigpa uh, um, are uh, present and how all the, uh, uh, the, um, the appearances of kayas and, um, and so on uh, manifest. Uh, so that is, all the qualities of the, uh, the Dharmakaya, for example, um, they explain how they are spontaneously present in the ground. How the uh, um, when it talks, it explains those three qualities very clearly of the primordial wisdom of the Dharmakaya that are uh, aspect of empty essence, cognizant nature, uh, unimpeded compassion. Those three aspects are explained very clearly, and it explains also uh, the way they are spontaneously present already in the in the ground. And as for the uh, the aspect of the, the qualities of uh, uh, appearance, the appearing qualities, well, that refers uh, basically to the um, aspect of the uh, the rupakayas. 
um, when he mentions about the Buddha qualities and so on. And it, it talks about the, um, the it explains how actually they are spontaneously present in the way that uh, uh, they can uh, um, they can radiate or they can manifest. And there is a, because of they are spontaneously present because in the way that they can manifest that they can ra- radiate. So that corresponds to the way um, Sambhogakaya and um, Nyamalakaya uh, manifest. And that corresponds to um, um, so that uh, sorry it explains so clearly the way uh, those um, in detail the way those appearances uh, manifest and whereas in the sutras it just says uh, that they are spontaneously present but it doesn't explain how they are spontaneously present the way that you know they are spontaneously abiding and so this is uh, the um, what um, is called the uh, the naturally uh, abiding uh, gotra, the iner- inherently <coughs> abiding nature. Um, this this refers to uh, to this um, uh, to this um, dhammata, um, actual dhammata beyond rising and ceasing that we just uh, um, uh, discussed, and it is without distinctions of before and after. But there's also the um, um, the appearances, it says, for those who have not transformed themselves and have dualistic perception, there is the incontrovertible and undeniable appearance of inequality. <laughs> All its changing, advantages and remo- removable defilements that arise and cease moment by moment. All the phenomena of samsara, nirvana, of good and bad and so on. So all those do appear to sentient beings. When, uh, senti- when a sentient beings, then all those um, appearances manifest to our perception undeniably. And that corresponds to the um, uh, um, the clarity aspect, but this clarity aspect in the um, at the time of um, sentient beings, and the clarity aspect at the time of Buddha are not a difference. N- not different. There's not a difference in terms of a good and bad. One would be uh, better than the other. It is um, again this naturally abiding uh, gotra which is without distinctions of before like when in sentient beings and after like in a buddha when before it wouldn't be so good and then after once you reach enlightenment then you know it is um it has uh, developed fully and is uh, much better so um this um and all those um um but then sentient beings have all those um adventitious uh, defilements so all the uh, adventitious defilement basically are uh, all those phenomena that manifest that are you know changing instant by instant that are uh, arising due to causes and conditions and so on. So that um, are all the phenomena of samsara and nirvana, all those aspects of good and bad that um, um, arise in dependency and so on. All those are the uh, adventitious, uh, what we call adventitious obscuration. All those phenomena that appear to the ordinary mind of sentient beings and that obscures them so that um, basically the aspect of deluded uh, appearances or deluded perceptions are what we call um, adventitious obscurations the adventitious obscurations are the uh, the deluded uh, appearances the uh, the the uh, those uh, the object that are perceived by um, sentient beings um, and again at the level of the of the nature itself, at the level of the uh, the fundamental nature, 
then it abides as the great equality in which arising, ceasing, and dualistic phenomena do not exist. Um, that is, at the level of the of the nature itself, all those distinctions like of uh, samsara and nirvana, like samsara as being something bad, nirvana as being something good, and so on, are not different at the level of the uh, of the nature itself. At uh, if we consider from the perspective of the of the nature, then it is they are all um, what we call the great equality, uh, where there is no arising, ceasing, uh, dualistic phenomena, good and bad, and so on. No dualistic apprehension. So this type of distinction of a good and bad and so on, samsara and nirvana, are all uh, from the perspective, from the point of view of a deluded sentient beings who, uh, for whom phenomena manifest in a dualistic way. But in the, uh, um, it says in, in that state of uh, the ground, and uh, all aspects change. Uh, all aspects of change within time and space have dissolved. So this uh, famous expression called the upju. So that is that in the uh, in the ground they are all all uh, dissolved within the ground. So that is uh, at the level of the fundamental nature, uh, the shiluk. Then there is no distinction of good and bad. You know, it is the great equality. That is that uh, upju means that the uh, uh, correspond to this aspect of the great dharmakaya and the ultimate Dharmakaya. And within the space of the great Dharmakaya, then all the uh, uh, phenomena of um, that uh, arise and, and cease, uh, all the phenomena of good and bad and so on, manifest within the space of the Dharmakaya. But um, it is... Um, So this uh, fundamental nature is the uh, object of the individual self-aware primordial wisdom of the ayahs, which is unadulterated by the changes of the three times. And since it exists, yet does not arise and cease instant by instant, why not give, it, uh, give this the name Great Permanence? So this, um, at the level of this, um, uh, what we call this, uh, uh, this ultimate Dharmakaya, uh, then all phenomena... Uh, arise all the phenomena, impermanent phenomena that arise due to causes and conditions and that cease at some point, all those aspects of arising, of ceasing and so on, all those aspects of good and bad and so on, all those then arise within the expense of the, uh, uh, the Dharmata nature. And so this is, um, and they're not, they do not, they never become different, they never go beyond this uh, Dharmata uh, nature. They never uh, become different from the ground of the uh, of the Dharmata nature, all those impure appearances. Um, they do appear as good and bad, but they never go beyond the, uh, their very nature, the Dharmata nature of the ground. And that is uh, the example given to uh, to illustrate that is of uh, clouds. That uh, when you have clouds in in space, then um, uh, it says. Uh, Space. Um, when you have clouds in space, then the, uh, all the clouds may manifest, but the space is never, you know, changed by the clouds. So all those clouds can appear, manifest in the in the space in the sky, but the sky is not. It doesn't make the slightest difference for the sky itself. At the level of the sky itself, there's not the slightest uh, difference. And so in the same way, also all those phenomena uh, manifest uh, from the in the expanse of the uh, ground of the Dharmakaya. 
they all appear in this way, but without ever moving from um, where from this uh, Dharmakaya uh, ground. And so the Dharmakaya, uh, the Dharmata nature is always ever without a change, however much you know, phenomena manifest and so on. And so this aspect of the Dharmata nature uh, is without change is what we call uh, this Upchup, this uh, Tibetan uh, term Upchup correspond to that aspect. And so this is where it said, uh, so it is here translated as um, that all the, um, the aspects, um, those impure aspects, have dissolved in that state, that they are all always uh, the great equality where all those phenomena um, that appear, that manifest, never stain, never touch this uh, Dharmata nature. And so, <clears throat> this, um, 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 all those uh, uh, phenomena, so are seen from the, uh, the perspective, it says, from the, um, um, uh, the object of the individual self-aware uh, primordial wisdom of the Aryas. Uh, which is not uh, uh, adulterated by uh, the changes of the three times. That is, this is uh, this ground, this uh, dhammata uh, nature, is uh, seen by the uh, by the pure perception, by the valid cognition of pure perception. It is uh, the object of um, the ayas. This is the object perceived by the ayas, and <coughs> it is um, it never it never changes. Um, it is unchanging, and that's why we can call it the um, uh, the great uh, permanence or uh, great permanent. That is, <coughs> we can call it that way because um, you know, in the um, some something that uh, that doesn't exist. You know, there's no point of giving it a, a name. You can't really and um, you know name something. There's no point. You know. Uh, the traditional example is of the famous um, horns of the rabbit. You know, it's not like a, you can't uh, talk about really the uh, uh, coin a term for that and talk about this this um, you know this kind of conventional phenomena, horns of the rabbit. But uh, conventionally, you can't you know because it doesn't exist at all, so it doesn't make any sense. But here, it is not the case. The um, uh, this uh, nature exists, is there, yet at the same time it is not changing instant by instant, so therefore it is permanent. So why not, uh, so we can um, completely call it the great um, uh, permanence. Tanya 
ตินเดนาวคีคอนสดุกยอมาเรสอนเรตินเดนาวคีคอนสดุกยอมาเรสอนเรตินเดนาวคีคอนสดุกยอมาเรสอนเรตินเดนาวคีคอนสดุกยอ
Tani 
ダンダンアノトソシチュネカナテニルンギジェソンドネエニチュニデワシビンヒンボグテンテラダンティテンデンダボインシサムネタイチシェギャジュレマトバゲダティテンデチタワイギンドタナンアノトソグトトグマズン
and that the um, the, um, the all the clouds are in space, yet uh, space is not subsumed within the the clouds. Is not uh, in the clouds. Space is not in the clouds. And so this is uh, the uh, the same here that with uh, with the phenomena is the according um, following this example how all um, thinking how all clouds are. Um, in space, um, but space is not subsumed within the clouds, so that is the same. All phenomena subsume in inequalities within the Dharmata nature, but the Dharmata nature is not at all subsumed within all those uh, phenomena. And so, the, uh, uh, this aspect of the um, of the uh, the great equality of the Dharmata um, that correspond to the to the very nature at that level, all phenomena are just uh, one taste. This is the ultimate nature of all phenomena. And this is the object that is uh, observed or uh, known by, uh, the, uh, by the primordial wisdom, uh, the self-arisen primordial wisdom, Ranjun Yeshe. So this is, as the text said, uh, it says, Therefore the fundamental nature, that is the luminous and clear expanse of great equality, that is Dharmata, uh, is the single self-existing wisdom that naturally pervades all entities and is innately present in phenomena. This nature is not manifest for those who have adventitious obscurations. However, they can eliminate these obscurations through the powers of realization and abandonment, which are part of the five paths, and attain the great wisdom of the indivisibility of nowhere and known object. So, um, as as it says in the text, so the uh, the um, this uh, dharmata uh, nature, this aspect of the dharmata nature, is uh, known by the prime, self-arisen primordial wisdom. This is the object of self-arisen primordial wisdom. Um, this uh, clear light aspect of the ground, and this um, and it is the object of uh, only the uh, uh, of the single uh, self-existing. Uh, primordial wisdom that is uh, so nyakchi is that it's the uh, it's just the only um, subject that is aware of this object of the dharmata nature is the self-arisen primordial wisdom, and in terms of their uh, ultimate nature, then um, the, meaning the ultimate nature of the object the dharmata and the uh, the subject the uh, uh, self-existing uh, primordial wisdom, then um, there is not the slightest difference. Their uh, fundamental nature is uh, the same. Um, and then, so this is, um, and then all the um, the phenomena, uh, the adventitious uh, phenomena of uh, sentient beings uh, that have uh, still have obscurations, then manifest within the expanse of the Dharmata nature. Um, and so, uh, so the, the moment, uh, all um, the moment there is a mind, you know, a mind and sentient beings pervaded by this uh, dharmata nature, uh, the dharmata nature of uh, suchness pervades throughout all uh, minds of uh, sentient beings is present, and so th- this is what it means that you know it is thank um, um, you sometimes translated as co-emergent, but then means that very much the moment there is a mind, minds also is um, is pervaded. <laughs> By this uh, dharmata nature has this uh, dharmata nature um, fundamentally. So the uh, the this uh, shows how the, uh, the the suchness, the very nature 
of of the mind is how it is but even though so it is always present in mm, the dhammata nature is always present in sentient beings and suchness is always present in sentient beings uh, however it is not always manifest because there are um, adventitious obscurations and so those uh, adventitious obscurations so uh, cover the uh, or prevent this um, nature to be fully manifest and so we need to eliminate those adventitious obscurations and that's what we do by uh, following the path by training on the path and in this way we'll be able to um, actualize the uh, the uh, the qualities of uh, realization and elimination so realizing all the aspects of wisdom that are to be realized and abandoning all the all the obscurations so that is um, so for ordinary beings so the process that uh, now this uh, nature is obscured by those adventitious obscurations and then on the by following the path and they'll be able to uh, remove to eliminate those obscurations and so this is uh, again all this is from the perspective of the uh, of our ordinary perception, and where there is a, a distinction that is made made between um, the subject that cognizes and the object that is uh, that is known, that is the ordinary limited uh, perception. But at the level of the very nature itself, then there is uh, not this kind of distinction. And so we reach by following the path, we will reach to this. Um, uh, to the uh, ultimate, to actualize this ultimate wisdom of the great inseparability of the uh, subject and object, and that corresponds to the uh, uh, to the ultimate great wisdom um, realized at the level of Buddhahood, and so so therefore sentient beings in this way can uh, attain the omniscient wisdom, which knows um, spontaneously without conceptualizing and without effort the one taste of the fundamental nature of dhammata, as well as, as all cognitions of the unchanging self-origin wisdom. So that is, it knows um, um, this uh, self-origin primordial wisdom uh, is um, uh, unchanging, yet uh, is also this aspect of uh, omniscience that knows um, all, uh, uh, all object. And so it is the one taste of all phenomena. It knows in the way of the one taste. It is one taste with all phenomena and knows in this way. Cognizes all phenomena in this way. And in the uh, the mode, uh, uh, the way that it uh, it knows, uh, the way this um, uh, self-existing primordial wisdom um, is aware, is uh, without conceptualizing and without effort. So it is completely uh, beyond all concepts. And it is also uh, completely natural, effortlessly, um, and so this is um, so the um, um, the way that this uh, primordial wisdom uh, of omniscience is uh, aware of uh, of its object, the dhammata, and um, it is also um, yeah, so it knows it. It knows uh, this in the. Um, uh, non-conceptually and effortlessly, and so this is how the uh, the omniscient wisdom um, is aware of um, of its uh, of its object. And so this again, this self-arising primordial wisdom is not produced by a cause, 
um, you know, in this process of cognition that happens, then it's not that the uh, the primordial wisdom arises anew due to um, a cause. Um, and that is because the Dharmakaya, which is free from adventitious defilement, is the result of elimination. It appears to be newly produced by a cause, but it only appears in this way due to um, the perception of those who are not transformed. However, in terms of the authentic meaning, all phenomena are primordially equal and free of arising or disintegration within the essence of the Dharmakaya, which is the nature of the Dharmata. So they are all, they are actually enlightened, <coughs> or we could say they are primordially the peace of Nirvana, they are naturally luminous and clear, and so on. So this, uh, um, so this uh, primordial wisdom, uh, again, is not something that is produced by causes and conditions uh, anew. It is just uh, the result, as was said, the result of elimination. Result of elimination means that uh, it becomes manifest by removing the adventitious obscuration. So this is the, the result is attained, or the big, a result uh, becomes manifest when the adventitious obscuration are removed. But it is not that it is, it arises anew. It is produced uh, anew. So this is the uh, the understanding uh, here and through. Uh, training in a path, then we are able to eliminate those adventitious obscurations and so bring out this, uh, this result of, uh, of elimination through eliminating so those adventitious obscurations. And so the, uh, um, it appears to be newly produced by a cause, but it only appears in this way due to the perception of those who are not transformed. So that is from the uh, perspective of... Uh, this uh, ordinary limited uh, perception that we have, then uh, from this perspective, then it is as though it, it looks like, you know, it is produced uh, anew in this way. But the, um, it is the uh, primordially, the, um, it says, um, in terms of uh, the authentic uh, meaning, that means ultimately uh, all phenomena are primordially equal and free of arising or disintegration within the essence of the Dharmaka. It is, uh, they are all primordially enlightened, they are all primordially uh, the Buddha, Pramodjali, Nirvana, all those phenomena. So therefore, um, those qualities and so on. So therefore, they are not produced in you. Dharmata nature is uh, already primordially present. It is not produced in you. And, um, but then again, Pramodjali uh, repeats this point that this is the ultimate intent of the Profound Sutra, which, uh, which is difficult to fathom, even by pure Bodhisattva, so needless to mention by ordinary people. So, the uh, um, the bodhisattvas, um, you know, can't uh, realize it as it is. They can't get it as it is. You know, exactly, perfectly, completely uh, realize it. Uh, that means, you know, bodhisattvas, uh, Arya bodhisattvas, and so, you know, needless to say, for for us ordinary people, then uh, we we won't be able to really understand it uh, fully as it is. You know, so we need to, uh, you know follow kind of uh, those teachings that are given and, uh, and trust that, trust those teachings that are given there. And because, you know, again, even bodhisattvas on the Bhumis are not able to fully comprehend what this, um, what this um, ultimate um, Dhammata uh, nature is. Mm-hmm. Chitta 
Quindi, da sosicio, ciò che tu mi dici, ma che pare? In aia, da sami, dodege, dodge, namso, e ne devore ci bi, nimboge, eh. Da salvar, tendo gare. Te tendo giù, te la, da ici c'è gugre, sono ici c'è gugre, io sono betandare. Non la tene ici c'è gugre, sono gare. Ma tu baghi, non tu sosi ciò che ne capna, ranto che tutto che amare. Lunghi gessonone, e ne samitantela, ici c'è tu bacia gugge, io sono gare. Ta tendevi ici c'è sona, ta pensam di me c'è bacia sono gare. Shirmedo bar lontain tabadon tsumbar sondoa. Shirmedo bi lontain tabse achingere. Ta shirmedo bi tatabsenanda. Shirmedo bar. That's Hanjiji Kombon Tobala, Shirmidopigi, Lontain Tavsayanda, that in the Kedra, Shishing in Dodi Tesukaso. Pena Shirmidobi Tatavsayondi, that Ombo Nombo Tesoni, Jolam in Ekavna, Shirmidobi Tatavsumare. Ombo Rapteso, then drink the so, Tonam Shirmidobag Tatavsundada. Then in Tama in Ion, that's a Jeban Shirmidobitat of Surindada. Then it's a Jebatam Dodi. Then it's Shirmidopigi. Then it's Hanjin Namjil Lontain or Tauki Yosumare. That in Dikitene, Lontain Tabada, Sumbar Sundar. Shirmidobag Lontain Tabata. Then it Lontain Tankin Tededa. Then it's Sami. Dodi tan la yi che ba ni. Ta halam peyun da son roge sare. Te ni ka la nanda che ni ngaju se re son da. Tsumbar ngabi shir se gare. Ta shir me do ba lontin tamken la ngaju se ba nanshin. Te ni samyutan la yi chenken la yon. Ta te randawa ki te ni ngaju nongi a re son gare. Te indi. Tenuto, devarci bimbo ghe, tsurndela, da mepe goni yiche shagu ghe, son betandar mepar shaos. Tsur tetar, tejinchi bi yiche jeku, takpar tena, sonam jung teson yare. Da devarci bi yiche jeku, sanji jeku tet, yiche jeku tendeyon, tenu takpar tena, tenu sonam jachembochinji sandu ghe, son yare, sonam jung tes. Tati kano sono le zone rabbi, che va a numero nepi, che mi dice 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 Kalba Shewa la song yare Tutsu re Tutsu Lagi Kalba Shewa la Tene Shuchin Jikten Jikam Rere la Shuchin Jikten Jikam Rere la Kor Ye la song yare Kor Namba Yese Onde Gelon Pamanyi Gemien Pamanyi Kor Namba Yese Gare Kor Ye la Jinde Bi Jimba Shimba Ve song yare Tanda Chepa Purwa Ve song yare Karin Dundukin Chepa Purwa Ve se da tiin samna tona lagi tene karba shewal rendwa chopam bursa ge yurtin la samna tona 
So, um, <coughs> the Bodhisattvas, the Arya Bodhisattvas can't, you know, um, already realize it as it is, comprehend um, this uh, Tathagata uh, Gaba, this uh, suchness, Dharmata nature, as it is, and so needless to mention, ordinary sentient beings. And so he says, however, just to arouse trust in the authentic intent of these teachings is praised, saying that it is the same as receiving the prophecy that you will become a non-returner. So, that is, um, um, basically, this is what is taught, th those teachings. Uh, what we um, explain, this is, which is extremely difficult to uh, to realize, even for Bodhisattvas and the Bhumi, is taught in the uh, sutras of the uh, definitive meaning. This is really the authentic intent, the definitive uh, meaning of uh, those um, of the sutras, and those sutras present clearly what the uh, uh, the Tathagatagarbha uh, is, um, and so we need what it means here. What it says is that we need to trust that. Because, you know, we cannot know exactly as it is, understand it fully. So, therefore, we need to trust what is taught uh, in, those, uh, in those teachings. And <clears throat> because otherwise, if we just try to, uh, to, to, to understand it by our own uh, means, our own mind, as ordinary individual, we won't be able to, uh, to really understand, actually, uh, what it's all about, to understand it fully. So, it is important that actually... Uh, we uh, we trust what the uh, what the Buddha said, um, and because it said that there is incredible benefit in doing this, in in just uh, in trusting, you know, in 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 um, those teachings, and really have uh, really have uh, respect and uh, um, interest for for those teachings, and <clears throat> the example that is uh, that is given here says that it is. Um, it is praised in the same way that um, that the uh, receiving the prophecy that you will become a non-returner. So now, non uh, non-returner means there are different uh, um, ways, you know, for different uh, level. But then, for uh, some those of uh, a lesser capacity, they get the uh, non-returner means you will never will never fall back. So that is, uh, for example, those of uh, kind of lesser capacity receive the prophecy that they will. Um, um, they will Chimidoba, <laughs> Then 
you will never fall back into ordinary ways and that you will reach uh, Buddhahood. And so those of superior capacity then uh, receive this uh, prophecy that uh, on the path of joining. Uh, others of uh, medium capacity receive this pro- prophecy on the path of, uh, of seeing. And those who, uh, even those of a kind of a, uh, the, uh, lesser capacity uh, would uh, receive the prophecy on the eighth bumi that they will, you know, for sure, re- uh, they never fall back and will reach uh, Buddhahood. So there is this um, this prophecy that is given, and then you know this prophecy when it is given, then we really uh, a, a trust and tremendous benefit in uh, in trusting into the, this prophecy. And so in the same way that that we trust and that there is incredible benefit in in this prophe- prophecy, then in the same way, there, there is as much, you know, a benefit in uh, in trusting into those uh, uh, those teachings that are given here on the um, on the authentic intent of the teachings. Um, so this is the the comparison that is uh, is made here between, you know, uh, uh, the way in the in much the same way that we uh, that uh, that we trust the um, um, the one who gave us this prophecy. And that um, uh, that we, we will never return, we will never fall back in samsara, but we'll definitely reach uh, Buddhahood. Um, in the same way, then that we trust that, then also should we trust into into this authentic meaning? And in the same way, that there is incredible benefit in trusting in this prophecy. There is incredible benefit of uh, in trusting into this uh, authentic meaning. So this is. Uh, uh, the example is given, but basically the meaning is that we, we really need to have, uh, to, yeah, to trust in the, to have trust for these teachings and to uh, have uh, confidence and uh, basically uh, um, genuine kind of uh, uh, respect and interest for uh, for those teachings. And so. Um, says in this way there is merit in viewing the Tathagata Gaba, uh, the Tathagata's Dhammakaya as permanent, and so uh, to uh, to consider that the um, uh, the Tathagata Gaba is uh, permanent brings about a great deal of um, of merit, and this is what is taught in one uh, sutra, where it says Manjushri, if you compare any noble so- son or daughter who offers whatever is desired to the four assemblies in each of the worldly realms of the ten directions for ten million kalpas of the gods, to an, uh, if you compare that to another noble son or daughter um, who, in order to act in accordance with others, says the Tathagata is, is permanent, the Tathagata is steadfast, the latter one generates countless greater merit than the former. So, the um, mm, here so also to show the uh, incredible merit that is uh, accumulated by uh, thinking that the uh, the Tathagata Dharmakaya is permanent. Then we uh, uh, there's this um, example that is given here of uh, son uh, noble daughter uh, Bodhisattvas people on the path who offers 
whatever is desired to the four assemblies. The four assemblies are the uh, fully ordained monks and nuns and the um, novice uh, monks and nuns. And so those are the four uh, assemblies. In each of the worldly realms, so there's so many realms, but then if you can't, absolutely, all the realms there are, with all the monks and nuns there are, and uh, you make offerings to them for a period of about 10 million kalpas of the gods, because it's much longer than the kalpas of, uh, of human beings. So this is like the, the longest uh, uh, you know, kalpas you could find. So then you would accumulate... Uh, a, a very vast amount of merit, incredible amount of merit by uh, making such offerings. However, um, to act in accordance with others um, and saying the Tathagata is permanent, the Tathagata is steadfast, uh, generates much more merit. So to um, act in accordance with others is like to act in accordance with the uh, with the teachings of the Buddha, with the other teachings of the Buddha, and to uh, thinking, oh, Tathagata is permanent, Tathagata is steadfast. That is, in um, if we do that, you know, in connection with the meaning of of the teachings, with the uh, applying the teachings, then uh, there is incredible uh, merit in in doing th in doing so. So, this is um, what uh, what is uh, the, this is the example is given here in order to to understand the. Uh, uh, to give an idea of the incredible merit that is accumulated in this way. The Mahaparinyavana Sutra also says, Kashyapa, no noble sons of and daughters, should always remember with one-pointed concentration the two phrases, the Buddha is permanent, the Buddha is present. So, uh, that is uh, one-pointed concentration. That means without thinking about something else, without being distracted by other kind of thoughts, but really keep that in mind, uh, always that the Buddha is permanent, that the Buddha is present, just those uh, two uh, short um, <coughs> phrases. And those who uh, persevere in considering that the inconceivable is permanent are sources of refuge. So the inconceivable uh, correspond to the kaya of the Buddha. And um, uh, that so those who uh, you know consistently continue uh, bring to mind again and again that the kaya of the Buddha, the Amakaya of the Buddha, is permanent. Um, are uh, sources of refuge. Yeah? I mean, you know, people in whom uh, others can take refuge. And by con contrast, those who view the uh, uh, the body or kaya of the Tathagata as impermanent have not even taken refuge. The force of the faults of seeing the Vajrakaya as impermanent are endless. We need to learn about this from the sutras and then develop a genuine interest in the authentic meaning of these teachings. So that is um, basically the, the body or kaya of the Tathagatagarbha, that is the, uh, um, basically understanding that the Buddha or the, the suchness is, um, is, not, is, is permanent actually. So basically uh, what this paragraph means is that we should really uh, trust that the uh, the Buddha is permanent. Have trust in that fact. Tetra devariki bhimbo ronging on yeme tache la subetreba tam chedan taravasan. That dekhe bhimbo ke ngo dekhe ondi. Tene tomba inje docha ne. Tene yepa da mepa tapa da chepa la subetreba tam chedan taravasan yare. That treba tamche dan tarwa inje ngole 
Then a yen do majurbige. Then a ranging worse are we chanting here on do. Then a good on ye shig yon ten tam chin ninja to bach in the yendo garden. Then that the work he be nimbo seate. Then a demba yen me tigle nyaki son yare. Demba yen me sidi tat under ten day. Yinda ye say that is me pam. Then it soon to jubigi chatella, then it dem by ye mason yare. Tickly nyachi say on the Sheton ha tanda Tickly say on the Trippy Trazulin depala, Tickly cigare. Ta ye may lasso be trippy ha. Trazurle, Ndeja Jogi Chatela, Tigle Segare. Nyaki Seundi, that Deconas Agitanda were Deconas, Dawla Nyaki Sendogare. Tendu? Then a Demba Yemigi Chate, and a Chukunji, Nimbo, Tartuba Chinji Indi, then a Tigle Nyachi, Nyambani Teson Yare. Tesirita chedi nelun tartubashi ondi, deorki bimbo, non ton sonjuki chat in de la mezon dogare. Tanda chedi nelu deorki bimbo ti nando, then it non sigi chetamche, ororki by inresonda, non sin sigi chese ondi, corvada nyangel and de bichetamje cochore, conde gichetamche. Then it devariki be nimbo ting ola, then it rorchik bar ting ola, ta yevatan yomares on yare. Te conani de churbase yare. Tati churkorong neluta de genesian dogare. Tati nelu te te yendu tonase, nelu la candi yimba tetardo, ton yadio tela, then a young tapar tonase yare. Taking the tons of that Nelula candy, you but taking the tony young Taba Sarja may be turned ton essayare. Young Taba Sarja may be said, Dorichi be nimble cochore, Dorichi be nimble la, turn pass Sadjikan Yomar, change your curma numbare. You intend not me basad to young Jikan Yomar, you intend Tamjin Ninja Tubdiare. Young Taba Sarja may be turned tony. Tendentondi, Tava zambo te son yare. Tishirita yang tabi tenten ton vi neko na tenen zimba tadale ndipitu jigone ton gugu yosur te tengu yare. Tenen shonchub ji shoten bindole njambar su chetam ji minyamba mela se yare. Minyamba mela nisu mechi nisu shar mepa se nisu yewa mepa tonwa ni then a young tabi tao, young tabi tawasene, then a tiny touch of years on betandare. Sieta Nankan de jipin dole, 
ngwe In this way, the Sugatagaba itself is free from all conceptual constructs such as existence and non-existence, eternalist views and uh, nihilist views. It is the indivisible union of the two truths, the great equality of the single sphere, the Tiglenyaktik. In this natural state of things, all phenomena that appear and exist become the one taste of suchness and are seen as they are. This is seeing the authentic object with nothing to be added or removed and is therefore free from all grasping. grasping. This is the correct view that realizes the ultimate. So, <coughs> this, um, uh, the, the, the Tathagatagaba, so says, is free from all, um, uh, from all conceptual <coughs> construct, that is the uh, aspect of emptiness of basic space, um, and um, the um, the aspect of um, of clear light is uh, not different from it. This aspect of clear light, with all the spontaneously present qualities, is never ever separated from it, and so that's why um, here it is. It says it is the indivisible union of the two truths. That's what it means in um, the. Uh, Yem um, means indivisible or the the union the unity of the two truth. Um, this is what the uh, the ultimate is the uh, unity, uh, the indivisible union or indivisible unity of uh, appearances and emptiness. 
uh, of the uh, or the uh, basic space and uh, clear light aspects. So, <clears throat> and in this natural state of things, all phenomena that appear and exist become the one taste of suchness and are seen as they are. So, this is, um, it is, um, again, this indivisible union of the two truths is the great equality of the single sphere, so this term Tiglenyakchik. So, Tigle uh, uh, means that it is uh, beyond all the kind of uh, um, mm, positions or uh, um, um, like kind of uh, um, edges of um, of, uh, of elaborations, and so <coughs> that's why it's called uh, tigle, which uh, sometimes can be translated as uh, as drop. And the uh, uh, the uh, nyakchik means the uh, the single uh, means the uh, the unique, the uh, the only. Um, so this is the only. Um, sphere where all the uh, which is uh, beyond all the elaboration that correspond to the dhammata to the nature of the ultimate nature where things are and where suchness and uh, this is the tathagatagaba the suchness where appearances and emptiness are indivisibly united so this is why it is called the tiglinyachi uh, or the single sphere and um, the the um, 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 it says that all phenomena so in this natural state of things all phenomena that appear and exist and that correspond basically to all phenomena of samsara and yavana absolutely all phenomena are one taste in the uh, so that is from the perspective of the uh, of the uh, nature of things the way things are then uh, when seen authentically when this uh, nature is seen authentically then it is seen as the uh, as the one taste as the great equality. So this is the uh, so it's called the correct view that realizes the ultimate, and in which there is no fault and um, and all purity are spontaneously present. And in that um, seeing of the uh, it says of the authentic object, the nature of things, with nothing to be added or removed, and is therefore uh, free from all grasping. So it is beyond all the. Uh, Grasping at uh, something being existent or something non-existent, all those apprehension, apprehending something, uh, an existence or non-existence, and so on. It is uh, beyond all that, and so that is why, um, and it is seeing very much the nature of thing, the suchness uh, as it is, and so that's why it's called the uh, the authentic, the correct uh, view that realizes the uh, the ultimate. So we can call it the uh, uh, the view uh, free of grasping, or uh, the correct view that realizes the ultimate. That refers refers to uh, um, to this. And in the uh, uh, Bodhipatha Nyadesha Sutra, the Buddha said, Manjushri, whoever sees completely and without duality the absence of any lack of equality in all phenomena, sees authentically. That is, when seeing that uh, there's not. Um, uh, the all phenomena are indivisible when seeing that then this is uh, the authentic uh, seeing that uh, the correct view that realizes the ultimate and the sutra requested by Gagana Ganja says entities non-entities consciousness and whatever abides in the ultimate uh, true nature the wise do not gra- grasp at these with any view that um, that there are entities or non-entities so to mention all phenomena all the the entities, the non-entities, subjective mind, and so on—all, all the phenomena—they um, 
within the, the sphere of the ultimate nature, uh, the uh, uh, the one taste, and so um, any um, says the the wise, the, the learned do not grasp at these, do not grasp at entities, do not grasp grasp at non-entities, as the uh, correct he is beyond that, beyond entities and non-entities. That's the way he sees, and. In the Bodhisattva Pitaka, it says that ultimately, um, before the uh, before the wisdom and primordial wisdom of an Arya, there is not the slightest phenomenon to fully know, to abandon, to meditate upon, or to actualize. That is uh, the wisdom the Shah refers to the uh, uh, the wisdom of the Buddhas of the Bodhisattvas in post meditation, and the primordial wisdom, the Yeshe, uh, uh, to the wisdom of the Buddhas in uh, meditation. And and in the perspective of this, uh, those wisdoms, then there is not the slightest uh, phenomenon that is that would be to uh, be uh, fully known or, or realize things to uh, abandon, like uh, obscuration to eliminate, or uh, aspects of the path to meditate upon, or uh, a nirvana that would be to be uh, actualized. It is beyond. Um, uh, all of this, the nature of, of things is beyond uh, all uh, phenomena or grasping at phenomena. So as long as there is um, a grasping, then uh, then we see that we perceived uh, apprehending or grasping at um, different aspects, and this is we're not seeing the nature of thing. Sumandi, <laughs> Tanje,